welcome again to the Wide World of Wargaming Age of Sigmar podcast. Uh, as always, we are your hosts, Alex, John, Jeremy, and Garrett. Today we're going to talk a little bit about an upcoming event that Garrett's going to be running once again. And we also are going to be talking about Seraphon in particular, just giving a little bit of a spotlight, you know, what's going on with them, the shenanigans that they can pull, and what we might expect in the future since General's Handbook is just about a month away. Maybe a little bit more. Who knows? None of us know. Everything isn't real. The Matrix exists. I don't know what's going on. John, what's on your workbench? Well, uh, not the Matrix, that's for sure. Uh, so to start things off, you know, I've been going uh, a little light the last few weeks. Uh, started with the three-shot challenge where I drank some tequila, uh, and then I enjoyed some wine. And last week I had iced tea, and I've uh, been getting messages from, uh, from some of our listeners. They're, they're very bothered uh, for the disruption <laughs> in the show. And so um, I was trying myself to be, to be nice to Jeremy, my good friend, knowing that he uh, doesn't have access to high quality alcohol right now. I thought I would drink some alternatives, but I figured I, I actually have this rare opportunity. You know, normally uh, when I break out the, the Glenlivet 12 uh, <laughs> given to me by our good friend, uh, Daniel Callahan last year, uh, Jeremy immediately breaks out the Glenlivet 14, like always one-ups me on that. So I'm feeling pretty good uh, myself to enjoy the Glenlivet 12. Now, uh, I have a little excess ice because it's been a few weeks since I had a proper drink. Um, and so my ice maker was also uh, had a little trouble. Uh, he got the COVID-19, I mean, uh, the COVID-19 pounds. That's right, the COVID-19 <laughs> pounds. It, it gained a little bit of uh, weight. I mean, there's a little bulging belly in my ice up at the top there, as, as it were. Uh, we've all done that, uh, that's for sure. Uh, though myself, I had some delicious, delicious spaghetti squash tonight with uh, uh, some peppers and zucchini from my garden, so it was awesome. Other than that, um, haven't been up to very much. Uh, last time we were on, I said I was going to uh, paint my the rest of my primaris army sorry there we go focus issues uh the rest of my primaris army and i was i was all set to do that uh then one of my kickstarters came in <laughs> in the form of the dungeons and lasers set uh beautiful beautiful injection well now the quality of the plastic is funny you get spoiled by gw plastic so it's it's nice, it's not quite GW plastic, but it's a completely modular dungeon <laughs> set over here. I've got uh, the Warlocks hideout going on over here. We've got the torture chamber in there, Ooh. the rack and some stuff. And so uh, this is about half of it. Uh, I'm still building the other half of this dungeon and there's an opportunity actually for me to purchase some more through the Kickstarter. So I was looking at it, and actually if I get four more sets, I can do uh, a nice uh, four by six table all in <laughs> mazes, which uh, I don't know how often I would actually get to use that, but I think once, once or twice ever, <laughs> and it might be worth it. Uh, on the flip side, um, interestingly enough, the bottom of this uh, set, the, the floor pieces as it were, are either wood, or stone, which happened Ooh. to exactly match the bases of my skaven. Oh, where this is going, yeah. And so, what I actually realized is that I can configure this to be my display board 
and movement tray, and it'll actually fit perfectly in my actual, uh, you know, Hammerhead Games tray over here. And I'm thinking I can stack them up. I can do little rooms with like a block of 40 monks or clan rats in it, maybe a bigger piece in a, a separate room. I even got the little warlock area for the, uh, uh, for the, the wizards and everything. So anyways, that's, that's kind of where I'm at with this thing. I've been needing a Skaven display board for a long time. So this might or might not <laughs> end up as my Skaven display board, but ultimately that is what I've been up to. Oh, and, oh, and look at this right there. I got my uh, Intercessor Marine in, ordered him what, like last September. Bring him down, bring him down. Let's take a look. Oh, you want to take a look at him? Yeah, we go get that bad boy down. For now, our uh, people, for our listeners who are not on YouTube, uh, this is the Intercessor, uh, is it an action figure? Is it a mobile? Yeah, it's, it's a fully posable action figure. Now, um, I am a split collector. About half the stuff I collect like this, I keep in their original packages, and half I take out and put on display. I haven't quite decided what I'm going to do with this guy. If I open the package, he is almost certainly going to get repainted to match my new Johnny Marine army. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to just leave him in the package. So we'll see how it goes. I, I got to kind of find out how many of these were made too. I know it's a limited edition on them. You know, I'm surprised. I thought that they were, um, I thought that they were totally gray and then you painted them yourself. They're, they're no, gray. that's the, uh, that's the new one that they're actually uh, coming out with. Um, like they just announced, I think that, that they're going to come out with a gray one, but these guys uh, were a limited edition run from last September. So you actually had to order them in advance. Then they manufactured exactly, I don't know if it was a specific number or as many as were ordered. Um, and then they were just, they, I saw people starting to receive them about two, three weeks ago. And so I'm a little okay. late in this. Actually, I saw on Facebook, it was kind of funny. Somebody actually got sent two of them and then GW contacted them right after. It's like, honorable general such and such. It turns out that uh, we sent you an extra one of these. And while we'd like to tell you that everything is okay and you can just keep your extra collectible, we only made a limited number of these. And so we're actually going to send you a box and a FedEx label so that you can repackage this and it'll go to the person that it's actually intended to. We uh, you know, hope that you will honor all this. And it was, it was very, very much done in that way. So it was- I, know, uh, I hope they gave him like a battle force or something as payment or something. Right, well, you like know, that. GW, I'm sure they, they did something cool yeah. with them, but I just thought that was kind of neat how they did all that. And plus shows that it really was limited edition. So that is uh, once again, the whole lot of uh, random stuff that's on my workbench this week. Uh, Garrett, I'm looking down at you, for my friend. Uh, let's see that direction for me right now. We'll see where it ends up being. Uh, there's no dog with you. First of all, where's uh, the dog? He's sleeping right there. How, how uh, dare you? Okay, whoa, 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 hold on. If you're going to have the dog, you have to give us a dog cam, a puppy cam. All right. No, no, no. no. Mm, don't wake the I swear to God, you wake I think the dog pretty up. sure PETA and I is going to fucking give us a call. Look at the dog. Yeah, We're gonna look the dog this game. It's like, dude, what are you doing to yeah. me? <laughs> look at what you just did to this dog. Look at what oh, you just did. We, we know we don't actually want to see me. We just want to see the dog. Again, I'll shift over to the side. Oh, nice. Again, so listeners who don't who aren't watching the video, he his dog was peacefully sleeping on his dog on his little puppy bed, and he brutally, brutally dragged the bed <laughs> into the middle of the room and now the dog says the instigator like, what? What? looking at him look at the, the, the look of death he's giving you now garrett oh man 
Ooh, I'd, I, would, I would not turn my back yeah, on that he's, animal. He's doing the dog dance. <laughs> They're like trying to figure out how to get back to being comfortable again. Because, you know, you completely ruined the feng shui of his, uh, sleep, of his uh, sleeping. So what we need to do is we need to find someone who, who has access to, to Garrett, maybe, maybe his wife, who knows, to just like shake him in the middle of the night and, <laughs> right, and then just like go back to sleep. Dog uh, might just do that on his own. But I think you were hitting right. on something there, there Alex. If, if I can have the dungeon cam, maybe we need to get Garrett the puppy cam. I, I was tempted in my early days of streaming is I want to get like a Bluetooth, like like a, a GoPro or something and attach it to the dog on a harness and just like have a camera. It's like, what is Stormy seeing today? And it's just like at a corner. It's like, this is the dog cam. You can see it at any time during my stream, whatever. You guys, I saw this one couple. They had um, a stream and they had a, you could like donate a dollar. It was a it was a, a Twitch bot where if you you like typed a command and it donated a dollar and you got to feed the dog a treat from the Twitch uh, as a Twitch command. So watch list watchers of their Twitch stream could send money to uh, feed their dog, which they had a, a puppy cam going. And I was like, yeah, that's that's smart. That's how you. That's what you do. I like that. No, I, I would spend that dollar. The problem of like uh, putting a camera on a puppy, especially, is you're at pretty high risk of watching your dog eat his own poop on the stream. So keep that. <laughs> well, in mind. I mean, you think that would be popular? He's six or seven months I, now, so he's sorry. past the eating poop stage. Is there a niche of people who you know would like to see that kind of activity, John? I don't think it's I've a, been it's aware. It's a big planet. Of Niches can be quite large. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. But, uh, yeah, so my workbench uh, actually involves the dog. So we, uh, we started uh, some new dog training stuff uh, this last week where uh, we're, we're, we found this thing where if you train a dog, we got it. Sarah uh, sewed a special mat for each dog. Uh, oh. And you can, it's, it's a new, so what you do is you get a mat and it has to be something is of a material that they've seen. It has to be a fresh new thing to them. And you basically start, uh, associating the mat heavily with treats. And the idea behind this is that if they, they associate the treat with the mat with heavy positive reinforcement is like if you're out and about and you just bring out the mat, they just know that the mat is where I go and lay. That's where I'm comfortable and good. As you can just be like, uh, the example the person gave was they were at a dog park. The dog was being very disruptive to one of the, to the other people there. So he's brought out the mat and the dog just went over and laid down on the mat. It's like the person had like a bucket of KFC chicken. The dog was like, I'm on my mat. Like, that's where I go. That's, that's what I do. So that's what we started doing. We started doing some, uh, it's a pretty aggressive training regime where you got to do some daily activities of like constant, like, you know, down to 10 seconds, do this activity, this activities. We have like a whole worksheet we're working on. Um, using a shock therapy. You got one of those prods, right? <laughs> no, we do not use shock therapy. We are positive reinforcement training in this household. Okay. Um, John, John. This is the fucking dark ages? He's just dating himself. He's like, ah, I'm from the era where shock therapy for our dogs is the appropriate training mechanism. Yeah, right? No, we, we are full. Here, also, this is a dog that we can't fuck up because it is not our dog, technically. We're raising it for uh, canine companions for independence. So if we use shock therapy, I'm pretty sure we'd be sued. Um, fair enough, uh, fair enough. But, uh, yeah, he's he's... He's adorable. I'm like, I teeter behind him failing and succeeding because like we've been unable to break him of the habit of aggressively just like cuddling with you. He's like, I'm going to jump on your lap and just like curl up and fall asleep 
like I, I can't stop that because he's so fucking cute. Um, well, I mean, like, I Garrett, have you watched to? our podcast? Because I'm pretty sure half of these videos involve you with the dog on your lap, kind of rubbing its belly. Because I know if I was sitting on your lap with you rubbing my belly, actually, I'd be there every to week, too. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> we're supposed to actually train it's that. Family. It's called, uh, it's called uh, Cradle. You're, the, these dogs, you're supposed to train them to be on their back on you. So you can do, like, uh, nail trimmings and things. You're supposed to train oh. them to be on their back and comfortable in that position so you can trim their nails, brush their teeth, things like that. So that's actually something I'm supposed to be training. Interesting. Um, yeah. John, John was going a real weird direction with that. Wait, what's weird about that? You want to like, be like, are you, are you like, judging? Be, no, no. I thought you, I thought yeah, I, I, whenever I'm sitting with our dog, I always mess with its nails and feet too, so that when it's time to trim its nails, it's used to that. So, yeah, work well, on those so you, kinds of we things. did that with my with Stormy, and he, he's like, we'll mess with his feet. We'll like, you know, he, we're fine uh, trimming his fur and like, you know, touching his feet, messing around with them. The moment you bring the clippers out, he's like, fuck no. Like, whatever reason, like, we can touch his feet, no problem. Like, we even got to the point where we could take the clippers and tap his feet with the clippers. But you try to clip his fingernails, he's like, fuck off. I'm done. No more. It's okay. such a weird thing. It's like, we've done everything we can. It's like, yeah, play with it. It's just like, no, but we, we can't clip his fingernails. Uh, we, we actually, we, this last week, we realized we, we have a cone for when the Stormy had some surgery. And uh, we actually put the cone on and just had one person constantly feeding him treats with the cone on and the other person clipping his nails. Because, like, Stormy's nails were absurdly large at this point. But, like, we need to trim his nails. Yeah, his fingers really are hurting good. their toes. Yeah, like, we're like, we need to trim your nails. They're bad for you if they're not trimmed. But So we, we finally figured out that we could use the code because he can't see his nails being trimmed. Okay. And it works 80% of the, of the thing. So, um, so doing some dog training stuff. Um, Playing around with some Sylvaneth lists I want to try running. Uh, looking at running like uh, Tree Lord Agent Durthu plus Alariel and stuff. I want to try like a Monster Mash style thing. Because I, I realized like... Yeah, Monster Mash. Yeah, well, it's because I realized it's like I was taking a unit of three Sword Hunters, which is 200 points. Durthu is 300. So I could just swap Sword Hunters in for Durthu and just like get rid of... I got rid of the Bailwind and like a Command Point, I think. And like that's all I needed to get rid of to like get Durthu. And so I was like, I want to try, like, messing around with that. Um, but now that uh, Fairfax County is entering into phase two of our COVID uh, quarantine, I'm able to go to my friend's house and start playing games. And so uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to try to get some games in physically. Really excited for that. Uh, and then yes. this last Saturday was my wife's birthday, or her 30th birthday. Ooh, uh, dirty so, 30. Yeah. Um, so we, we stayed in, we, I ordered food for the first time in three months. What? Yeah, what? I have not ordered out in over three months. Part of the reason I gained weight during quarantine was like, I want to support local business, so I'm going to order takeout. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we decided to up, like we used to order food like maybe once a week or something. And then it was just like, no, we are going to cook. And we, I went to the, I go to the grocery store like maybe once every two weeks and buy enough food and so we we ordered thai food for my wife's birthday which was just like weird i finally ordered food for the first time in like three to four months 
And uh, oh, it yeah, is. So we, Donna and I went an extended period without eating out too for the beginning of the shelter in place. And when we finally got uh, brave enough to to eat out, uh, it was it was interesting. It was it's different. Yeah, it yeah, was weird. It was funny because I we used Grubhub to order it because that's what the mm. site. That's who we the person we use. They prefer you use Grubhub, and they have now an option if you want to do contactless delivery. And I was like, oh, interesting. Didn't know that. Um, so that was, that was fun. But, uh, yeah, so just, um, you know, help doing some dog training, uh, going out like after my tournament, just analyzing some things that happened and looking at new lists. But like, I'm in this state where it's like ninth edition 40 K is coming out and the GHB is coming out soon that I'm like, Warhammer is like, nothing really matters right now because by the time coat, like by the time we're able to actually like go to a tournament, the GHB will be out for Age of Sigmar. And I want to play 40k 9th edition. I have no interest in playing 8th edition. So it's like, like I don't. Doldrums of Warhammer right now. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like it's hard yeah, for me to figure out what like. I want to do. And so it's like I have no real hobby projects or anything. I'm just like waiting and reading at this point. I think Gary just decided to play Nova missions for the entire edition. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually preferred Nova missions over ITC missions, but I first jumped back to the 40k uh, when the Orc Codex came out. I first, my first game with the Orc Codex was at Mike France's house, and I played the Nova missions, obviously, was at Mike France's house. And uh, you were properly I, indoctrinated while there. Yeah, but like I played it, and I was like, okay, yeah, I get this. And then I went to a tournament uh, at a game store with my Orcs, and I played ITC missions, and I was like, oh. Yeah, I don't know what you guys stupid. are talking. Maelstrom missions were the superior mission form. <laughs> like Maelstrom card missions or 7th edition Maelstrom where you have the D6 worlds? Which one is the you prefer? Uh, but like, I, Whenever I you like, play against somebody who's not good, you always play the cards. Yeah, I, I like that Nova missions had a cap on how much many points you could score from the primary. So that like, if you were winning really early, you then capped out your points and then you were done and you could stop. But people, the other person could try to like went ahead and there was also less incentive on killing like my problems with the itc missions was that it was you got a point every turn for killing more so you had a major incentive for cabling your opponent and just killing as much as you can I, uh, they better still have missions that get decided about placement at the end of the game if not the entire game is going to devolve sorry i'm hijacking the workspace but uh, my only all the missions i've seen so far are great there's just a fundamental problem of all of them. If that's they're all like this, is that the game gets decided by, uh, yes, I'm going to sprinkle some salt here. Uh, well, small is violent. It's my job. Uh, I'm going to salt bay the shit out of this mission packet. Uh, but basically, it's the fact that every mission is go every game is going to revolve. Can I score max points in the first three turns? And assuming the missions are only five turns long, uh, and prevent my opponent from scoring max points, and then I win the game. Well, remember, yeah. remember that there's supposed to be certain actions you can do to earn points, and those right, particular actions like are, are not immediate. Like, you don't get an it needs to be auto. Mission where the game is decided by placement at the end of the mission, not within the first three turns. Good thing we don't yeah. know, good thing we don't know <laughs> the all the thing, rules yet. <laughs> the weird thing about the new missions for me that I don't know about is, like, uh, the primary objective, you get five points per condition, not one or two or something like that. So it's like, oh, you can get to 15 points around from three different conditions. There's no, there's not a lot of variance of like one to two nope. points here or there. And that bothers me. 
So like it's, it's probably going to be easy to get max points because you only need to satisfy three conditions over a couple of turns and then you get max points. I'm just it's worried that like, they copied AOS, but they didn't take the one major component of competitive AOS, which is at least from what I've seen is you write mission, you mission to balance design mechanics of army builds. Well, here's but we've question. only seen here's like three missions, not all 18. True. That's, that's, the, that's the thing about AOS missions is there's 12 missions that each mission targets a certain army build. We've only seen like two for 40K. Well, this so. means that Garrett has some homework in his local region, Mr. Let's just go by his initials that totally won't expose who he is. But let's say you can contact someone with the initials of MB and- Mike Brandt? Okay, and, yeah. And, and, and know how, how much Age of Sigmar he's played Wait, before. Are we talking about brown magic? <laughs> oh no, I, I thought it was more like a, a ninja initials, thing. He was gonna sneak know. over to his house, be like looking through the window. I mean, like, as soon as, the, as soon as I'm able to, like, as soon as Mike starts running his Monday night gamings that he did before the quarantine started, I'm, as soon as ninth edition drops, I'm probably going to go to Mike's house every Monday night. Like, <laughs> I'm going to go to I mean, like, why not go to Mike Brand's house and play 40K when you live 10 minutes from This me? is the ultimate, like, weird flex, but okay. Like, I mean, it's okay. Uh, our good friend Nick does have Phil Kelly all the time, so it's just like, whatever. Nick, all yeah, right. Nick. all the way, baby. Wait, wait, wait. Which Nick? Which Nick? Nick hated. Like, I, I, I went to Warhammer. Uh, I think it was Warhammer Fest with Nick, and oh, well, I went there for BCP, and Nick was there, and like we go up to Phil Kelly, and Nick's like flexing like hell over Phil Kelly, and I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. yeah. So my week has been a whole bunch. Of, I've been researching 40k and kind of like thinking about the future of AOS and doing dog training and celebrating my wife's third. So that's been my week. Uh, Jeremy, what about you? Well, I ripped out a first, uh, my weekend was, uh, my work, my house was my workbench. I ripped up the entirety of my hardwood floor in the first floor for the most part and stripped that about like five pounds of nails out of it, which was fucking phenomenal. I'm installing like new hardwood floor because the previous owner installed some shit laminate and uh, I just, I, I couldn't stand it anymore. It was just like, the dogs were like destroying it just by purely walking on it because it was just garbage. Uh, it's just bad laminate. And they, it's just, it's fun. Like, you know, when you remove things inside a house, like demolishing a wall or you're like, you're like, you never know what you're going to get behind that. So you're like, surprise, surprise. Like they did a terrible job doing this. All right. Let's, uh, it's going to be a little bit more work than I originally planning. But uh, thankfully I have my father was very uh, handsy with that stuff to help me. So, I'll be good. I'm just, that's been my workbench. I also have, uh, like I, before, you know, when COVID started, I, uh, I really craved like doing some modeling. So I ended up and I like one, I've been like, like this is, I can't really see it, but it's a box of sisters, uh, hmm. uh, sisters of battle. It's like my last box from the original set I bought. And I've been like kind of rationing myself as <laughs> to model, uh, these models throughout the, uh, to keep them kind of like, cause I'm like, I get the itch to like build models after a while. I and you, man. Uh, I'm still no willpower to paint though. Like, <laughs> I just have no willpower to paint. That's uh, why you got someone else to paint your shit. Yeah, that's true. Uh, when I can afford it, it's phenomenal. Especially like it gives, <laughs> uh, it gives like some, some of our, you know, friend, we're very good artists and painters, some extra cash. And I, you know, I, I try to make sure they understand the value of their work. Cause I think like a lot of uh, minis painters always are of a, under like under no, it's not under like they undersell themselves or they undercharge basically 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, the day I looked at the hourly rate of miniature of commission painting, that's when I was like, oh, all those price points are 100% justified. Like when you actually think about selling yourself as a business for oh, a commission yeah. painter, it's like, no, like the, all of the, any rate you see online for commission painting, they're justified when you, when you want to be paid a good hourly rate because it takes I, a long time to paint a model. And I want to point out, I'm not taking a jab at like services that sell like incredibly cheap, like commission, like commission painting, especially like companies or people that sell like t tabletop uh, quality. But I'm always like, I always kind of bat an eye at the price because I'm just like, man, I like, how does anybody like make a decent living with uh, this unless they live in like, you know, a shack in the middle of uh, like nowhere America where they can basically- or Like Idaho or something? Like the cost of living is like nil. Uh, or they paint really, really fast because- or uh, that, if it's or, if it's the rate that I paint at, nobody could afford to live on that, you know. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. That it's like that's the thing. Your, like, your one guardsman, he's seventy five dollars. <laughs> yeah, like uh, like even the good trick that uh, Izzy painted for me, like you know, I'll say like I, I, I let's just say the amount he charged me when you do the math for the quality of work, it's just like. I, oh. I, I feel like I got a steal out of it. Uh, My favorite part is when Israel, well, you got a steal out of it, but then he's also just like, you know, he hits all of us up and he's just like, well, Jeremy got this. Why don't you guys just buy a whole army painted by me? Because like, we don't. Because I, I didn't win the fucking lotto. Like, yeah, like, we, we, we don't, we don't, Israel, no. <laughs> I, 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 I went with that with him earlier too. Is is it, when we were first teammates, I would sh like buy a model, and this happened multiple times when I was building my Skaven army. Is I'd buy a Skaven model and be like, oh, and he'd, he'd actually personally message me, oh, you know, John, I've always wanted to paint that model. I'm like, oh yeah, you're you're welcome to paint it for you. Oh, that's going to be this price. I go, no, no. I thought you, you wanted you to paint hit it. me up saying you wanted to paint the model like. That's, that's good. That's you. good. You know that is the perfect uh, the, the perfect Israel and the perfect John response to both. Uh, I mean, I would have been with John there. It's like, wait a minute, you're hitting me up saying you want this, and then you ask for like, no, like I'll do it myself. I, if you want to paint it, you're welcome to, but like yeah, not for money. Has, uh, like I'll maybe pay you like. 20 bucks but not yeah. not normal prices that's it i'm i am anxiously waiting for my commission from izzy which he has started and started feeding me pictures of so i'm uh super excited yeah he is the most gregarious cold color i've ever seen like he's a cold <laughs> cost salesman with a gregarious heart <laughs> see about these models i think you need them painted so i'm gonna paint them i mean but... in izzy's defense like he's an amazing painter so yes. like he 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 deserves to charge what he did. Actually, um, the other painter that's painting my Imperial Fist is uh, Carl Pan, and he's doing a phenomenal oh, job. Yeah, Carl, and, uh, actually, I should work. post some photos in uh, the Zoom background so you guys can see it. But, you Carl know, Pan is an amazing artist. will do that artist. later during the episode. Uh, I'll just like flash them up and we'll call it even. Nice. But uh, really, what, I, what I'm looking for, like 9th edition, uh, as I told you guys and everybody here who knows me, uh, listening, I'm looking forward to playing some Harlequins and having them not suck. Uh, <laughs> but the odds are I'm going to be disappointed in that. So my backup oh, yeah. plan is Imperial Fist. <laughs> uh, oh, nice. And then, uh, and then after that, I'm still like waiting on these bloody elves to come. <laughs> They've what, been the, announced. The Lumineth? Yeah. Yeah, the Lumineth. Like, holy God. Like, oh, wait, they're not out yet, are they? 
No. No, Kobe. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, saw thread, I saw a thread on this online, and basically someone's like, where the hell are the Luminef? And everyone's like, well, like, releasing new rules for, like, 40K, it's easy because you just have to release new rules. You don't need to have someone produce models. But COVID kind of shut down the production of models. So we're going to have to wait a while for, like, any new models. So, like, I mean, that's kind of where Luminef and, Iron, uh, and the uh, Giants are. It's like, eh, it just, we kind of need to wait until they can actually point. produce shit. It just pinpoints to me that, like, you know, they start the marketing hype train really really before they actually have inventory solved for a new army so what ended up yeah. happening is you got inv- you got you already got the books it's probably already printed at this point they're marketing so all you got left is the models for inventory to me it just, just tells me like the company just like they have an aggressive hype train like marketing uh, pro- uh project for things but they don't actually have an uh, inventory for or, you know, ready until like that. Because I can't uh, see... They, like, they may have changed their business because we know that in years past, they were a heavy warehousing and inventory company. Yeah. And we saw where in different editions, sprues would get pulled out of a box and actually reboxed um, going forward. And this would happen multiple times. Whereas now with modern manufacturing and manufacturing in both the United States and Britain, it's very possible that they've gone to a more just-in-time model to where yeah. they're actually, if their you know, speed to market, speed to delivery is such that they can actually wait for orders to be in the queue before hitting production, that would be an amazing place to be as um, a model manufacturer. And when you consider yeah. that they've gone to steel dies as opposed to the rubber dies, the concept that you could have quick-change tooling in your injection molding machines, which is, is pretty common nowadays, right? Um, I, I think it's it's pretty all kind of makes sense. Now, uh, on the flip side, damn it, I want my damn elves with bullhorns already because those were freaking cool, man. <laughs> I want to eat some uh, elven Rocky Mountain or you know Rocky Mountain oysters. Basically. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! Uh, uh, it's gonna, it's gonna be interesting. Gonna be like, perfect, if, uh, if the GHB uh, launches. After, like so, they would probably expect the GHB and Summer FAQ to have launched after Luminef releases, so that they can maybe use the Summer FAQ to fix Luminef like they did Skaven. But now it might not happen. Okay, well, attempt to fix Skaven. Like they actually had point adjustments for Skaven in the Summer FAQ. Regardless, um, but like they may have tried, they may have wanted to use the Summer FAQ as a way to balance. Uh, the Lumineth, but now they can't because Lumineth is probably going to be released at the same time, if not after the GHB and Subrefic. You assuming they still did the GHB. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, and, and honestly, like because of 40k, like let's just be honest. I think they're pushing the 40k one. Like we just described, like their marketing strategy, and maybe where their production strategy is. So why isn't it the case for a ninth edition 40k? Well, most likely it's because they're probably in the same scenario with 9th edition, but they're like, we're probably going to be able to make more money out of 9th edition release well, right now. They also like to release. App. The app they is like going to, to score money right now. Can, can you guys, I, I'm assuming the app is going to be like the Age of Sigmar app yeah. where we can buy my battle tomes or codexes, mm-hmm. I guess, uh, through the app. So I've already said that is true. Yeah, they have said so. So I mean, as soon as that app drops, I'm in for let's assume a twenty dollars per battle tome. So let's see, that is what five Space Marine books, 
and the overall Space Marine book and my Dark Angels book and my Tau book and my Eldar book. And my Hello uh, and I probably, Marines. Huh? No, sorry. Yeah. So that's, that's what, nine? They're going to get me for nine. Oh, and my night. So 10. So they're going to get me for 10 books uh, as soon as uh, this app drops. I mean, also, bucks, also, bam. I mean, honestly, with ninth edition, they like to release editions over the summer. Let's look at it. 2.0 Age of Sigmar released over the summer. GHB released over the, G, the first General's Handbook released over the summer. Eighth edition 40K released over the summer. They weren't going to miss this summer deadline for ninth edition. They weren't going to. So, like, that's why we're gonna get, we're getting a lot of nine edition. We're just lamenting the unfortunate like delay in Luminif for, and I, now it seems like Luminif has died in the altar of uh, timing for forty k. Like, it's basically gonna have to take a backseat until the forty k stuff dies down for Games Workshop to say, okay, now I release Luminif. They don't tend to do cross pollination of releases that often. So, uh, I mean, in cross both systems, we did we did miss the entire month of May, and. Yeah. April for releases. There was nothing in April or May. Like after March, everything shut down. Yeah. So I think, well, in years I think past, Luminous that would have been that would have been normal for yeah, <clears throat> GW to go two, three, four months. We've gotten used to these monthly releases, and as we've seen, it's actually kind of a seasonal thing. In fact, I've almost would say that the year is broken up into four to six sections where we, you know, we see some Age of Sigmar, some 40K, some Age of Sigmar, some 40K. Yeah. And so if we're looking at a big 40K hump, I'm not expecting a lot of AOS until the backside of that. Let's just be honest. We're, we're also addicted to the goddamn cadence they had last year for AOS. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah, like, I remember early on being a GW fan was like having two or three Christmases a year. You get this big buildup. And two or three times a year, you get a release of models or a, a battle tome or whatever. You're like, oh, man, it's awesome. It's like Christmas. And then now the new GW is like every month, like you said, Jeremy, we're, we're now used to this pace. It's just coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming all the time. Yikes. And then boom, <laughs> two months of nothing. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Not even, not even a cigarette. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we didn't even get any updates. On, like, I think we got like three Lumineth articles over two months. Yeah. Like, we're used to weekly too. articles. We and it was like, like yeah. shit about that army. <laughs> right, yeah. we, we, we know that they have a mountain faction and they strike first. Or no, they, they, they know, strike twice in a row. That's we, all we know. And, and no, no, no. We know, what Tyrion, uh, we know what Tyrion can do. I know more about 40k 9th no. edition than I know about Lumineth. That's fucking that <laughs> that we, 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 we have speculation of what Teclas can do because of a white dwarf right, report where they made they made assumptions that the army was already out when they should, announced that battle report. Like we barely know nice. shit about this army. We should that's rename right. uh, my workbang section to just be shit that grinds Jeremy's gears uh, <laughs> section. Anyway, you know, that Alex, could be a whole new section actually. That, that's right. Why well, really grinds my gears? I should just rock my Dwarden beard and a Fire Slayer hair that I don't have. Uh, I could see us kind of reformatting how we do things, you know. Uh, you know, maybe we'll have a dedicated uh, kind of whiskey section that I'll start off with. We can have, you know, grind the gears with Jeremy. We can have dog training corner with Garrett over there. And Alex um, glaring at bitch everyone. face for Alex. Constantly. I don't know. <laughs> Alex, Alex glaring at us. He's the only adult in this Zoom call. <laughs> yes. No, no. Yeah, I'd be the salt miner. 
but what's on your workbench, Alex? What yeah, you know, uh, what is on my workbench? Well, besides um, waiting to get a game in your dungeon, and uh, which, you know, you yeah, have to be yeah, this weekend, but going to have to be this weekend. Um, got, uh, you know, I'm actually looking right now because I had, I had a claw, but I also, because I started drinking again, um, I had a claw, but then I have some, um, Wait, it stopped. <laughs> yeah, he oh. did stop. Remember no, he got, no. he, yeah, last week he didn't drink because of, yeah, you know, behind, of behind the glass, Alex, <laughs> behind the glass. Um, so I, fuck this. Put right, your hand yeah. behind the glass. I have some, I have some, uh, Woodford reserve that I've been drinking, but because it's iced, and I have this new desk, you know, I, I use coasters and it's bummed me out because it makes me wish long for events because one of my coasters is, <laughs> fuck this. Put it in front of your is body. The, there you the, go. The Adepticon 10th anniversary, uh, no, 15th anniversary coaster. And then the second one is actually from uh, the Helm's Deep Tavern. Nice. And, uh, in um, the Game Wizard Blue Sky Hobbies location in um i already forgot the name of the town it's definitely not bellevue <laughs> no it's not bellevue okay no it's yeah. in uh it's the it's the marine uh sorry it's the navy base uh, that fixes uh, submarines and uh mm. uh the puget sound i forgot the name of the town bremerton bremerton Brem washington yeah so <laughs> so you know it, it makes me long for events um so hopefully we can start getting something going on soon uh my workbench is actually completely light i am uh you know this is not a 40k podcast but you know obviously organizing bone reaper bits and uh organizing necron bits here and there playing a bunch of battlefleet gothic 2 armada well not a lot but a little just because i beat a total war campaign and i don't want to spend a billion hours on that again for now for now i will again but for now so um, you, you you did beat one campaign in Total War. I did the full, the big <laughs> campaign for um, for that. Actually, really funny how that ended up. Um, Reichland in almost every total. I don't know how the new update works with how Reich. Like maybe because orcs are better, uh, the Kazakh dwarves maybe don't go in, as insane as they do at every other playthrough. I've noticed. But um, in my my vampire account playthrough, I went hard on the dwarves. And then also like just knowing that once the chaos comes about, all the human empire groups would confederate with each other and just become way too powerful. I started destroying all the human groups that weren't Bretonian empire. And then I went after the dwarves way harder than I should. And because of that, it became an internal war between Bretonia and Reichland. And Reichland won, totally destroyed all every Bretonian faction. Um, but at that point I had already scattered all the dwarves to the fucking wind and uh and and Kazakh dwarves ended up still existing but like they they took out Camry and then got taken out by uh clan moors and so the entire southern portion of my map was like one little territory of Kazakh dwarves and then everything else is clan moors and um it literally became my vampire counts which i was able to confederate all the unique characters so i confederated musulan for the red duke I confederated uh, Henrik. I confederated um, um, what's his name, Manfred, with the other kind of dwar uh, the necromancer meant for the the game, and then um, I, I was able to go in and slowly destroy all of Reichland. And I actually, <laughs> Lord Lothian or whatever Lothian elves became my fucking vassal 
for a, oh, a good cool. time. Yeah, I was like, I, I took a screenshot so I could show you guys. I haven't shared you guys, but but when it happened like weeks ago, I was like, fuck, I need to screenshot this. Like what? Like they already have a massive like aversion uh, uh, scale against like ever doing anything with undead. So I was like, holy shit, how did this happen? So um, Lothian was the my diplomacy master. Yeah, apparently. So uh, they. I ended up getting uh, elves to like attack Reikland with me too. And so we did real well. And then once Reikland was destroyed, they like paid me a bunch to like get their in independence. And then like two turns later, they, they declared war on me. I'm like, oh, you motherfuckers. Well, I need to earn it. I need to like hold a certain number of like key locations in order to win this game. I guess they're all gonna be dwar or elven ones now. And so like <laughs> the rest of the game became me like, keeping like like holding my line against clan moors and also like fucking with them when i can and then also just absolutely obliterating uh the lothian whatever that that's that that capital was that little atlantis uh area you know i, I don't know what the whole called. island that uh most of the island is end up controlling in the end nice yeah. so i was like fuck There's you like guys seven different factions yeah, but once oh, you no, get into it, point, it's a ring, so it's oh, you can work your way through, you know. Yeah, once and by and by that point, it wasn't several different factions. It was oh, okay. You know, that that late into the game, like yeah, okay. There were there were maybe eighteen factions left out of like forty something. So yeah, it was it was a lot simpler. But uh, yeah, on my workbench, uh, really not that much. Just cleaning and getting things ready and getting trying to get the life in order. And hopefully wanting to play some Age of Sigma. I got to open up my box because apparently Jeremy and I are going to be playing hopefully this weekend. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, but it'll be, uh, yeah, it'll be good to, to, to play some OBR. Or uh, I actually got to get my Night Hunt from Bronson. He, he has my Night Hunt still. Uh, I really want to test that out. And I'm really curious to see what the General's Handbook does. But we also need events. <laughs> And that does, of course, bring us to something that I wanted to talk about. However, all we see right now is Garrett's adorable, terribly abused dog. Um, okay. Terribly abused, six-month-old puppy. Thank you very much for that. Yeah, that, that's what I want to be known for. My terribly abused six-month-old puppy that I'm Jesus raising for a organization. I kid, I kid, I kid. For all of our listeners out there, he's definitely. It, I mean, he kids, but you guys saw the abuse earlier, so. Yeah, you guys witnessed it with <laughs> your right. own eyes. He woke up from his nap. How dare he? Uh, you know, I know that you have an event going on, and it's the COVID round three event in Best Coast Pairings. Uh, I, I looked at it and I thought. Garrett, I thought that something would be learned from last time when we gave you a butt ton of shit about- I was promised oh, no, 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 no. package no. from John. No, hold on, hold on. Jimmy always says like when I'm recording, she can hear me everywhere in the house. So that was just further that. Um, I go into my description and, and there's, there's nothing. nothing. There's nothing. Okay, there's I created nothing. I created this event live on the last podcast and then ignored it. So you had a whole week to put a description yeah. in there and, and you I, chose I didn't. not to. And when does this I event start? I promised that John would over the weekend create me this beautiful packet. Uh, he hinted that he might Yo, do such a thing. Okay, so, so I, might, I might have said something like that. So yeah. 
Derek, what you can do is sometimes you can highlight text and then you can press control and then you can press the C, the, the letter C on your keyboard. He's an iOS user. He doesn't know what the control key is. Okay, so you can put that yeah. little, <laughs> that little you, you can you push, push the fruity button. Key. Push the fruity yeah, button. Let, let, let me open my Mac. Put the button there. Um, okay, so I know you might you might be allergic to apples, but you want to look at that thing that looks like an apple. Allergic to apple. <laughs> married thing he's not allergic to. <laughs> married to apple. Um, no, I, I whatever. Like if you yeah, want a description, so, so whatever. Okay, so, wait, wait, so no, no. Whatever. Let's sort this out. Let's sort this out right now. So, so is this five rounds or three rounds? Three. Three rounds. Okay. So what what mission should we run for round one? I don't know. I'll probably randomly roll it. No, no. But fuck off. Yeah. We're deciding off. right now since I'm writing. Fuck off. <laughs> okay. So every, what every be... other tournament, I literally. So actually, the last tournament, uh, round one started on Monday. Monday rolled around, and my opponents were like, "What mission are we playing?" And I was like, "Oh shit, let me roll it right now." Um, so I actually so, have randomly rolled every mission I have played, and I just ignore relocation order. It's the only rule I have. Okay, so round one is going to be Battle for the Pass 2019. Ah, uh, nah. Okay, let's roll the shit. Wait, wait, no, 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 no. Why the hell are you only? You don't roll. You never roll missions in Age of Sigma. That's like the the worst tos. Literally, like we we have show after show where we literally discuss how bad it is when a to rolls the missions for the the tournament. I mean, uh, I, I gotta say, I gotta say. Also, uh, I agree with John completely. On top of that, you you just said that you, the one that you skip is relocation orb, knowing full well that in 2019 General's Handbook, a relocation orb is no longer a nightmare, and yet on like, TTS like, it's still a nightmare because you have to move your objectives. Tier one, tier one objective or tier one mission one is one of the single worst object or games you could ever play. Missions that you can ever play in Age of Sigmar. That and Knife to the Heart should always be skipped. Like, I just love dude. this right now. What's what's the one with the deployment in each corner? The four deployment zones. Oh, du duality of death. Duality of death. So, so do we get a duality of death for round two? What are you okay, let's see here. So I got I got okay, let's, let's duality of You're not gonna roll it. Fuck off. Okay, I don't know so what I you got table one, mission two. No, it doesn't work uh, this way. Escalation is round one. No, you hear that? number one is battle for the pass. Number what? two is duality of death. You know how fucking often we play battle for the pass and duality of death? People, like, Jeremy, back me up on this. Literally every goddamn tournament has battle for the pass. Why, why does he have the bad you, you can't ask me? Like Jeremy, is, like give me hey, some input. I, I asked. Not about you. Asked. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, Jeremy, what missions will you run for this random ass tournament I'm running? Honestly, I probably would run something out of a packet because I want to find out if there's a mission that that like basically Seraphons are a little OP a lot. Like you wanna you wanna do one that's unused and one that's like more common because like really what ended up happening is your event's gonna be basically a test bed for Seraphon armies. I already have the answer for you. Really what it Yo. Is. <laughs> Yo, do it in any order you want. Do it in any order you want. But three places of power, duality of death, scorched earth. Boom. Scorched no, earth. Guys, like, um, With all the teleporting and Seraphon, that sounds unpleasant. No, most, most Seraphon armies are probably not the Starborn one. They're probably Yeah, they're probably yeah, they're, 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 they're mostly not Starborn. They're mostly, they're mostly um, But it's, it's not about like designing an, a, a mansion packet of 
you know, destroy Seraphons. It's about designing a mission packet uh, in which uh, Seraphons, uh, you know, or not Seraphons specifically, but like, hey, let's do something out of the box here because this is already going to be an out of the box event. Uh, yeah. and it's, it's not going to be a true representation of what the meta is. It's just going to be the representation of good, most likely good players with Seraphon armies. <laughs> Okay, okay. So, so Alex, you had actually good. So, you duality of death. I think uh, Alex and I agree on. What was the other one you recommended, Alex? Um, uh, 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 shifting objectives. Shifting. Shifting it's, objectives. It's three objectives in the middle for some armies, especially slow armies. They they can't really handle that. And it's you. You think that they're in the old general's handbook. It was almost always like who could kill more because when it was when the objectives were. Uh, way closer to each other on the shorter end of the board and not the, the long end of the board, then you could just have a way easier time holding all, any of the three objectives at any time. Now they're all spread up a lot farther in you know the current general's handbook. So that one is really important because sometimes the dice, you have to be able to control all three. And if you can't, if the dice roll is bad for what the primary one is, you'll get fucked. Like I got fucked like two tournaments in a row last season because of that. Jeremy, what do you think of shifting objectives? I love shifting objectives. You love it? Okay. So would you would you run it in this tournament? Yeah. Okay. So we got so we got two for shifting objectives. John, you are uh, I'll, I'll accept it. Uh, so I, accept I'm looking it. at round one shifting objectives, round two duality of death, and let's bring you it home. Really What's like duality of death, don't you? I it's, I love it. It's my favorite mission in the whole game. I, I love that mission. I like I like shifting objective in a meta uh, because it just forces armies to just clever each other down the middle. Uh, and it's because you the, play fire slayers. Yeah, yeah why? And, <laughs> I still think you should do scorched earth as the third one because having but a bunch it forces of shooting armies to like fight in the middle of the table. Like, yeah, they can't just sit back and like try to like pick around corners and like like it's one of the worst missions for like carried on overlords. You're like. Shit, there's only three objectives and they're all in the center. Like this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like it's um I don't know, I like I like shifting objectives. It, it it it's a good kind of like counter to like shooting armies basically. What about focal points? I see focal points come up a lot. No focal points. No. Which which what's the deployment look like on that one? Diamonds. Uh, it, well, well no, 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 so no, no, there's no, five no. objectives, one in the center. And then the four corners, so it's a diamond with one in the center. And then 2019 is Dawn of War. Oh, it's is it Dawn of War or is it that, that weird diagonal? Uh, da 2019 is Dawn of War. 2018 is a diagonal. Okay. Well, you know, Dawn of War is an easy deployment, so that's, that, that has potential. Any other ideas? Some Star Strike, maybe? Hold on. Peanut gallery. Yo, gotta say, uh, I'm gonna interject and not talk about a mission because you already guys, you guys already know it's scorched earth. Why the hell have you hidden lists? Why the fuck have you hidden lists? Because the tournament hasn't happened yet, and I want people to upload their lists whenever they want before the tournament starts. List submission deadline is literally the start. Of it's the consistently the same people who have been signing up for your event. People we know, like Frank or Frank De La Roche. Mm -hmm. Or Michael Burke, or Michael Vaganos, or Bill. I'll say Bill. Bill Souza has brought radically different lists to both events. Like people may want to switch their shit up. I just as I'm, a courtesy cool to people, 
since this is a very casual experience, I didn't want people to be able to list Taylor and let other people upload their lists ahead of time because they know what they're playing and don't let people like Greg uh, to list Taylor against Bill who decided to upload his list ahead of time. Are you trying to uh, accuse Greg of... Greg would 100% list Taylor against Bill. Just Bill. No one else. Just Bill. If Bill uploaded his list ahead of time, Greg would list Taylor. Yeah, you, could just, you could just literally make it like a grudge match situation. You're like, okay. Well, Greg, well, you gave him now, tailoring want, his list against you. We want some secondaries. Well, they want to play in round three, obviously. Yes, yes. Fuck Garrett. He needs secondaries. Secondaries? Yes. No. It's a TTS tournament. There's no, like, having secondaries just adds another layer to a very. Like TTS tournaments are John, John. In the packet, in the packet, don't put secondaries down. No secondaries. How about a realmscape? Or oh, I do add realms to every mission, but the realmscape feature is always one. Okay, so no realm no effects, but the tournaments are gonna be held in a realm. I'm gonna go realm one realm for the whole day. No, no realm do we want? One realm per every round has a different realm. No, no, every, one realm for the whole day. No, really different, realm, different realm every round. That's really uncommon because most tournaments I've, we've seen um, that uh, Jeremy and I have interacted with, usually the realmscape is unique, but the realm spells aren't allowed. So you're allowing the realm spells? Yeah, that's realm not, state? as an East Coast player, that's not true. It's, it's, it's an East Coast thing. Like, uh, most of my players are East Coast players, and we play with full realm rules. And I just go, Realmscape feature is. Huh? Like, about 50% well, of them are not East Coast. Really? So, yeah. yeah you, you do realize that Michigan isn't the East Coast, right? Who's in Michigan then? <laughs> well, like, well, the last one you had, like, Michael Birch, you had the guy from what, Malaysia. In there, yeah. and then you had uh, uh, Greg, who's not in the East Coast. He's like in like Colorado. Uh, That's Frank. Frank. Frank is California. Frank is California. Like you just <laughs> think you have- living, living in your East Coast world, man. I tell you, I tell you. It's okay. It's okay. I, it's we don't want to turn off our East been, Coast listeners here. It's okay. they've slowly been less and less East Coast over time. I will say that. But it, oh. it's okay, Garrett. It's okay. okay. We promote a national unified meta, Garrett. <laughs> We're just having international to... unified meta. Eh. I, got my eh. I guess you're right. That's to be fair. Back when I was into gaming, I had one guy in Europe and I called us an international gaming guild. So exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it requires. Well, the, you know, I, I got to say, you know, Greg's not in here and his main army has been Seraphon. And prior to our conversation... Skaven's masquerading as Seraphon. But exactly. So here's the thing. We got the whole InfoWars thing going on with Jeremy about how it's just a Skaven, it's just a Skaven list, but with like, you know, less, a little bit more frills, a little bit more scales. So like hashtag lizard truth. But like... <laughs> Is what is going on with Seraphon? Because I need to know what's going on because I have not played Seraph- New Seraphon yet. I have not played against them. We had a whole episode, which our listeners, if you guys want to, or if our viewers want to see, we went through a whole rundown of the Seraphon Battle Tome. However, I've never played them. 
but I'm a competent, I like to think that I'm a competent player. Uh, and I've seen the rules and we've talked about the rules about everything related to Seraphon. I, I know the, I, I know the battle tome relatively well, but I need someone to explain to me what the secret sauce is because I see really good zinch lists. I see the list that Jeremy and I run and I see other people's lists that, that, that they have success with in other factions, but I'm not understanding. I, I haven't sat down obviously and watched a game with Seraphon and I haven't sat down to watch a TTS game because I don't have like 12 hours to, to kill like that. It's only when I play. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But I will say that in my tournaments, TTS games usually last about three-ish hours. Three to maybe four. Okay. Not much more than that. Someone's got to explain to me what's going on with Seraphon. Why are they so terrifying to everyone? <laughs> how do magnets work? Yeah, hey, magnets. How do they work? <laughs> I actually, speaking of random topic, uh, I saw a random interview where a person asked a scientist, how do magnets work? And uh, it saw was... That. Yeah, that was a fun, fun interview. It was like, how do magnets work? And he's like, no, I, like, because. Do you want the real answer? Because the other answer is because. And it was, it was fun. Moving on. Yeah, so this is a conclusion. This is work because. Yeah, literally. <laughs> that was like, did I do it right? Like, is that the hand motion? <laughs> because. And so that's, that's the yeah. same answer for Seraphon. They just work because. Because, because. yeah. I mean, um, it, can I shape it like their cigarette? Like, you know, like what? No, I mean, it, it, so, you know, we make that joke, but like, I literally was like, I sent, I sent, I was sending Greg a message like, did you just build a Seraphon list? It's like carbon copy of your, your Skaven list? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> so lay it on me. I know how his Skaven worked. I played it at SoCal. It, it was a lot of shooting all at once that hit you in the dick, and it was a lot of teleporting. Oh, it was teleporting because of the bridge only, but it was still teleporting. That's how his current Seraphon works because there's no bridge. It's a little bit less it, It's less reliant on teleportation because he's playing the Thunder Lizards and with the uh, the run and shoot mechanic for the the Sun Prisms. It, um, it focuses on reliability. I think yeah. that's the core word that goes. Which is to not something Skavens have. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, that's really the like the the big difference right um and uh it's just it's it's cool to see shooting armies come back uh but seraphons are not just shooting armies uh and i say cool to see because it's just nice to have a variation of the meta uh it will give like armies like deepkin a moment to shine more in the meta because they're kind of like the shit on shooting armies they can uh basically uh but you also have like let's just like cherry pick some mechanics right uh, i think garrett wants to talk about salamanders which is another shooting mechanic uh i want to talk yeah. about chameleon skinks which is another shooting mechanic uh, I, I haven't actually seen chameleon skinks at all i've just seen normal skinks with star priests yeah they're still pretty good you can mention before that this that a big unit of skinks could suddenly do a butt ton of damage a uh, a ton of damage. Yeah, because of the skinks. The, all the skinks are like basically stacking buff mechanics. Mm -hmm. uh, break it down. Break it down. Talk to me like I'm seven. I'm basically seven, but like talk to me like I was going to say more than <laughs> usual. Jesus. Okay. Uh, let me see. Oh, I was so, joking, but okay. If you're going to me in the heart <laughs> like that. So, okay. So, for, from my experience, God, God, basically, 
<laughs> so when I when I've played it in Seraphon, what basically happens is you take forty skinks and you give them blowpipes. So they're shooting attack at sixteen inch range, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they're at two attacks apiece because they're over fifteen models. They're fours, they're the fives and fives hit uh, wound, hit and wound. But then you throw a skink star freeze on them, so sixes to wound cause mortal wounds. And then you give them plus one to hit and reroll ones to hit with uh, skink. Uh, figure who gives the plus one to hit in shooting. Yes, plus one to hit. Uh, yeah, plus one to hit. And then the uh, reroll ones to hit. Is nearby? Yeah. Something like that. And then there's the reroll ones to hit from a spell, Hand of Glory. So they're basically fours and fives, rerolling ones to hit. And then all sixes to wound or mortal wounds. So 81 shots with fours reeling ones, and then sixes to hit wound or mortal wounds. So you just be like, yeah, I'm just going to throw like 12 mortal wounds on you. That's not 12 mortal wounds, though. Let's it's see. not. Do the math. So you, they got four, you got 40 hits with reroll ones. You get yeah, and one six. You got like, what, 40, yeah. like maybe 50. 45 hits or something You'd like, like that. You'd like to call a lifeline and get Mr. Logan Mulroney on to do the math for you. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Mr. Okay. PhD himself. You, 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 you get a handful of mortal wounds that yeah. is more than expected. Around six, like six ish mortal like, wounds. I think it's like 300 and like 300 ish, maybe 300 ish points of, not even, it's like 240 points of skanks yeah. are doing. More mortal wounds than you would expect from a shooting attack. And then they also get it in melee. So if you charge them, which by the way, if you're playing certain uh, sub-factions, they will have a command point where they can shoot you and run away in melee. Yeah, the Sortex uh, talent or something. Or yeah, so, like the Flames of Sortex or something like that. So yeah. it's like, they're doing a lot of mortal wounds from just skinks. And I they're also an 8-inch move with a 16-inch range. So it's not like they're not going to be in range. Like, they can go and anywhere. The secret sauce here that gives them all these abilities, it's a handful of characters, though. Yeah, exactly. Well, okay. one to two characters. Also very cheap and very easy to spam. Yeah, their characters are like 80 to 90 points. Yeah. Not hard to find. And then you add Those Lord Croak, really hard which is Lord Croak just generates all the command points you'll ever need to use any command points on. Yeah. So you're never, like, Skaven are just reliable. Like, oh, I need all these command points to use all these amazing command abilities. Well, Lord Croak generates all the command points. And Isn't there a way oh, also to make a... Like, you said a, Skaven are reliable. He meant Seraphon. We know what he Seraphon. meant. Seraphon. Yeah, Seraphon uh, are reliable. No, 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 I know. The Freudian slip was fun. This is the same army at this point. Because uh, like, I think you can make a start breeze like negative three to hit and shooting or something. So yeah, like, exactly. And then on top of that, you have... Uh, it's, it's like... You have an Astralith, a bearer for plus one to casting, Lord Croak having a plus one to casting, and then a spell to have plus one to casting. So you can have a bunch of bonuses to casting and make sure you always get your spells off. You have all of these heroes that provide a bunch of abilities that are really easy to get off. Like the Star Priest, Mortal Wound ability is automatic. You just need to be holier than 12 inches of hero face, and then 60 Wound Immortals, both melee and shooting. So they just have a bunch of like easy, reliable mechanics that yeah. just don't, aren't hard to get off. And they're just, like, they're cheap and good. Like, skinks are 60 points for 10, so 240 for 40. They're shooting a ton of shots that just need six to wound their mortals. So they can just tear through, like, a character. Like, 
oh, I'm at minus one to hit, so six is to hit. Who cares? I'm shooting 82 shots, 81 shots. I can kill him with five mortal wounds. Done. He's dead. Like, you don't need to worry about, like, I'm hitting on fives or at fours with the plus one to hit command ability. Like, they're just reliable because they have so many attacks to offset their bad hit rolls and wound rolls. But then, like, they're always wounding on sixes for mortals. And they just have a lot of reliable mortals. And then on the flip side, like things like Bastilodons, which Greg's list had three Bastilodons, they're super tough because unwounded, they have an unrendable to uproot save. So it's like they can tank a ton of wounds and they have a decent number of shots that can just do a bunch of damage. So like they're just a very reliable Yep. That, that's my perspective that I've seen. I don't know. I just it, it, and you can also make a very like you know when I started when the book dropped, and I started building lists. I wanted to make like a very fast, hard hitting like Seraphon army. With yeah, the, the cavalry, everyone, right? It's the same kind of like consensus. Like they just have the ability to just pump out attacks and mortal wound outputs. If you can either do mortal wounds or just like just shit ton of like just like look like volume of rend attacks, basically. Um, and you know they're not exactly the squishiest. Like I mean, the skinks are pretty squishy, but like there's a lot of them. And they're cheap, and then like the they definitely you know I still think uh, Saurus warriors are still not exactly where they need to be. Uh, but like it's fine. Like temple guards are phenomenally phenomenal in my opinion. But uh, they're you know I think sort you know they're also expensive. It just it, the game the game revolves around like the surf on this revolves around consistent reliable shooting with some shenanigan flanking units, basically. Uh, and then Bastilodons to carry the day until they basically, Games Workshop says, whoa, whoa, whoa. We decided that is not actually unrendable now. General, General, Hand, General Handbook 3.0. <laughs> that, that's like, no, that, that brings us to another topic, though. Like, General's Handbook, okay, well, I, in a perfect world, General's Handbook would generally come out like late, late June, mid-July. We don't know when the fuck it's coming out. Fuck, we don't even know when when our board when our um, Lumineth. I was about to call elves. Cow rock. Our, our, our moo moo elves. Our cow elves. Battle yeah. cow. We, we, yeah, we yeah. Don't, we, we don't know when the battle bison are gonna fucking come out. So, oh like, man, what? I haven't thought of the last Ambender uh, uh, elves. Fuck. <laughs> I don't get it. I've never Flying watched Bison. I've never, I've never watched Avatar. The last, the last Avatar. Should. I should. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Watch it. Okay. It just the, he has a flying bison uh, anyway, and it doesn't matter. Keep going. No, no, no. I mean, like, hey, cool. Like, I'll, I'll check it out then. But um, yeah, like, we don't know what's going on. But it sounds like from from the topic here at hand that there might be some changes that you guys would expect out of Seraphon, given the, the state of that. There's going to be no point adjustment. No, I'd, be, I I'd be shocked one. if there was a point adjustment. Not, not there, the there, is, there is one point adjustment I foresee. Not in the book. Not to, it won't be in the fact. It won't be uh, in the fact. Uh, I don't know. Seraphon came out early enough that I could see it in the book, but that is Salamanders. Holy yeah. crap, Salamanders. Oh, yes, 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 yes. But we forgot to talk about uh, reliability and just point efficiency. So Salamanders... So have this insane thing where they um they're 80 points for one salamander with that what with three handlers by the way so he has three extra wounds he can just murder um 
And it's that one guy has four shots at threes and threes, rent to D3 damage. On top of that, on sixes to hit, he just does D3 mortal wounds flat, ignoring the rest. It's full stop, but it's just like he does his damage as mortals on sixes to hit. Doesn't he have the skin keyword too, which is fucking he ha- Yeah, he has well, the, the skin keyword because of the unit. What, what, okay, so what bugs me about this is AOS is like, like, there are some units in the game in certain factions where it's like if the unit leader is alive, the unit leader has a certain keyword, no one else does. Or, It'll be our guys, don't worry about it. Yeah, oh yeah. Or, or Nighthaunt, where it's like the unit leader of Chain Rasps is Bravery 10, but if he's dead, they're Bravery 6. Like, Salamanders have the skink keyword, even though they're Salamanders, and they have skink handlers. And then they all have the same bravery no matter what. And basically, the handlers are there for a blade of wounds, but they aren't there for any other purpose. Whereas, like, if they... I guarantee, if I were to pull up, like, the Warhammer fantasy rules for skink handlers, or for skinks and skink handlers, like, if the handlers died, something bad would happen, and, like, the skinks would go... The the, the Salamanders... Before skinks... Uh, Salamanders and Skink Handlers were two separate units, and the Skink Handlers like handled the Salamanders to give them bonuses or bring them in or something. Now yeah. they're just one unit. So, so now they have three so extra now wounds. Salamander has a blade. So a unit of three skin, uh, Salamanders has nine ablative wounds that they don't give Seven. a shit about. Seven. Yeah, it's a unit of three Salamanders has nine wounds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's wonderful. That's more wounds than a single Salamander. Like, Honestly, the thing about Salamanders that is the most frustrating, so their shooting profile is fantastic. The frustrating thing yeah. is their melee profile is just as good. Like, instead of having four attacks at threes and threes, Ren 2, D3 damage, it's uh, it's three attacks. Well, being as ignorant as I am about Seraphon, we had a whole episode on the Battle Tome, and I remember we, we went in depth on Salamanders. Like, we, they are yeah. terrifying. So if, if anything in the GH, if there's anything in the GHB that I can see changing on points, it's salamanders because for eighty points getting per salamander, you get an insanely efficient just, shooting slash melee. Unit. Yeah, right it has a form Yeah, the handlers are what take it over the top for sure. Uh, are the seven are, wound unit de- devil's advocate though? Uh, Conflagration zinch list like you have enough exalted flamers or normal flamers, and they won't give a shit. They'll just shoot the salamanders off the table, right? No. How? It, they have a four-up save. Sure. Fucking. Mm, sure. I had 20 goddamn Mortec Guard with three-up armor save get nuked to, like, a six-man unit of flamer. Oh, so you're, you're saying that uh, for 240 points, you get, what's that, uh, three wounds on the south, so seven wounds, so 21 wounds for 240 points that in shooting can murder something. And uh, the, so you're saying the infernal cl- conflagration of Zinch can just throw them off the table. Oh, you killed 240 points worth of salamanders. There's still all the bestillodons and skinks you need to worry about. I totally forgot like, how many how many points are, is a unit of flame. It's 80 points for a salamander and three skinks. Seven never, wounds of a four-up save. Never, you don't have to take them in units of threes. Like, there's almost no reason to. You, unless for, like, battalion fulfillment, you can just take them all as units of one. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Like, fuck like, it. There's no need for, like... You don't give a shit about drops or battalions? Just take most, multiple units of one. Fuck it all. Like, aren't most of the abilities, too, like, ore-based? Like, they're not, like, specific... Like, I know the Mortal Wound one, it's, like, a unit. 
It's not. We don't need mortal wounds for salamanders. They need them. I think they should have made him instead of one to like whatever one to four. I believe they should have been four to eight, like cost where like you actually have to take like hey you want to take this unit you actually have to invest in like a unit of four for it at least it would have been nice in points and doesn't like you don't take it you don't take the you know take it take advantage of like yeah so uh you're not shooting actually at like this unit of four you're shooting at this one unit right here of one and yeah, that's, that, that's one of the weaknesses of a coalesced army of salamanders that salamanders have a bravery of five so if you kill the three handlers, you can murder Salamander easily with bravery. So, but it's not a problem when you just take a bunch of single-man units. Yep. Um, so that, that's an interesting point you bring up, where you have to bring a unit of four Salamanders, which is 16 models, because if people shoot them and they kill, like, five handlers, you could almost kill, like, half the unit. I mean, it's because, like, if you kill 10 models from the unit that wipes out the rest of the unit when they only have bravery. Yeah. So that's, that's an interesting thing that general, the next general's handbook could do is make salamanders have a larger minimum unit size, make them less incentive to just bring like one to two salamanders. Well, whatever is three to six. Well, well the unit size is four, so it'd have to be four to eight, 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 eight to or, or uh, two, four, six, eight. No, I think three is the lowest you can go in that, like, uh, on that combination, basically. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, it's, it's one of those units, like, I just, I don't like to reward lazy rules writing, and that one just feels like lazy rules writing. And yeah, I don't know like, if you guys know that whenever I play Salamanders, I swear it is rare for somebody to actually have the model. I have seen yeah, right? so many janky bad Salamander conversions lately. I shit you not, last time I played against a guy with salamanders, he had them 3D printed. They were, and they were like, they were like Caltrans orange and he didn't even paint them yet. They had like, it was like, it was like the shitty 3D printer where like you could see the clear like Salamander model from Games Workshop is just old and ugly. Like really old and ugly. I mean, I prefer that than seeing striation marks out of a fucking cheap 3D printer. Sure, but I mean like, you know, I would appreciate just like you take a source knight, uh, uh, you take a source knight uh, mount and just like convert it to be a salmon. I'd be pretty so happy. So by a source knight mount, you mean a cold one? Yeah. Yes. Cold one. <laughs> and it's, give it some. Give it some like, little frill on them. Give them a little frill. Uh, yeah. You know, it it be, but it is like it is. The games. I'm sorry, games workshop, but that uh, model needs to be updated. It's fucking ugly. It is. It's a bad model. I mean, that is one of those like, is really bad model. models. It is, what, like 25 years old, 30 years old model, 30-year-old sculpt? Like, easily. Easily. But, like, maybe they did talent 30 years ago, like, so... Please buy this model. We need to get rid of this metal inventory <laughs> or whatever they got. Like, fine cast inventory of fucking salamanders. Um, but, yeah, like, if anything in Seraphon, I could see changing next journal's handbook. It would be salamanders and then... Like maybe like croak is seen in every single list. Period. Like croak is so prevalent. Like it's one of the, he's just like why would you? I've yet to see a seraphon list without croak. And so I, I think the, the next journal's handbook. It's just like if it's gonna come this summer, the two things that I want to see is some point adjustments around. Uh, Seraphon, and then 
figuring out what the fuck to do with Horrors. Like, those are the two things I want to see. Well, hopefully they do the old uh, warp seer treatment to Croak. Ooh. Let's see him pointed Ooh. out of uselessness. Yo, I or forgot the, uh, about warp seers. Oh, or the plague mum <laughs> treatment to uh, Salamanders. Yeah, exactly. So you think they're going to get Confused. fucked as hard as Skaven got fucked? I, I would love to see it, but no, I don't think they will. Well, Croak is as much as a warp seer. Did you know that? It, now he is? Yeah, he's 320, just like a warp seer. Yeah, exactly. A warp seer is 320 points? He's been, yeah, had their price raised twice. Wait, wait, no, uh, uh, that's a warp spear on a on a bell, right? It, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no, a warp spear is a vermin lord. It's yeah, the vermin, vermin lord. lord. Oh, it, went from, oh. it went from 260 Sorry. to 280 to 320. I was thinking gray seer. I was like, you can tell me this oh, is right, a tiny right. ass fucking model. Right, can you imagine? Yeah, 300 bucks. Yeah. I that was, skitter leap is the stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, I just want to point out that 320 points is, uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> yeah, right? Like 320 We're points. Like that, that's 20 points more than the new points for a Bloodthirster, uh, Wrath of Corn. Cool. Yeah, I was going to awesome. say, like, that's a terrible comparison. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, 324 Warp Seer. Neat. You have a level 2 wizard with 12 wounds and a 5 of Shrug Neat. Seems overcosted to me. Oh, fuck off. Seems overcosted. So, 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 Garrett, I gotta ask you: um, this event that you're having right now, where can people find it one more time, and and when does it start? So it's on Be- it's on Best Coast Pairings, and um, it's gonna start this Friday. Obviously, this podcast is recorded this Tuesday. Garrett, so, just point to your shirt. Yeah, right. It's, it's, <laughs> it, it, it'll be on. It'll be on BCP. Um, look on various channels that people may be sharing it. Uh, and we'll be starting on Friday the was it 12th, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's the there's the missions that John has decided for me. Because I guarantee you it's not gonna be on the fucking packet. There's gonna be no packet. I can't wait uh, until you're like, hey, you wanna see the missions with this weekend, guys? You're gonna have to listen to the podcast. No, you're gonna watch the podcast. <laughs> uh so hopefully the podcast releases before the tournament starts. Um and uh yeah what it's a it's a it's a valid question if you guys get it out by are thursday, you starting on thursday to... are you starting on thursday if we get this out on thursday are you starting on thursday that's the question no all right tight i'll okay. probably have the missions declared by thursday evening i mean hopefully if I'm... Let, let this be straight we had some trouble last week alex got me the video recording at 12 30 at night on thursday and i had it posted at 7 a.m on friday yeah Man, and the tournament is gonna start right there i'm gonna have pairings generated by 9 or 12 10 p.m east coast time thursday so that people can start their games friday morning oh that's gonna give them like zero that'll give them like what that'll give them maybe six hours too yeah well, luckily, Garrett, you could just take these missions right down and just add them <laughs> to the description right now while we're on the air. Or, or John, maybe you could write me a full packet with, like, 
Poppy and house rules and okay, I mean, this okay. what you promised me last week. You I did said, promise. Oh, yeah. I did promise. And you know what? I'm I'm actually working from home this week. They're uh, teaching a class in my lab, so I'm like, ah, I'm not going in. while well, you got a bunch of students in there, so, uh, so we might have a packet come tomorrow. On a yeah, Wednesday. you know what? I'm I'm doing some simulation. I'm writing work instructions on a, a major defense project tomorrow. And right in between those work instructions, I'm going to slip in a packet for this. If I put in a screenshot and it looks like, I don't know, some kind of missile control system, I might have put the wrong screenshot into the wrong instructions. But playing, you, we're, we're, we're on it, missile control and weird, weird flex. I don't need to finish the rest. Just play missile control you're, you're right. and You flex. guys are good to go. <laughs> So, uh, do you guys need any peer review on this packet? <laughs> sure, why not? As long as it's out by Thursday, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Jeremy, uh, you, will you sign off on it for me? Excellent. Because I, I know you're not going to be busy tomorrow during the day either. I'll, I'll, I got to go. We're going to you. I'm going to make like an impromptu, like show up on like uh, this weekend, just at his event, just be like, all right, well, here's a judge. I'm going to make some ruling right now. <laughs> Remember, if you need a judge, you're DQ'd. No, no, I'm serious. I'm going to put it in the packet that if they need a rules call, they message me and I'll message yeah, them back. Call, if I have to go, if Garrett. one of us has to go into the TTS game, then somebody's getting disqualified. Yeah. But Ooh, if it's a exactly. rules question, we should be able to handle that actually. Y'all summon me. Y'all are fucked. Someone's going home. That's right. Uh, <laughs> the best. That, that, by the way, Garrett, may be the best TO ruling that comes, in fact, it's kind of the only TO ruling that came out of your previous uh, event, but it still is one of the better ones I've ever heard. <laughs> if you need, if I need to go into the TTS game and make a ruling, someone's getting DQ'd. Yeah, that, that's it. So for those of, uh, for those of you guys who are interested, of course, in joining uh, the, what are we going to call it? The COVID, COVID round three weekend okay. TTS tournament. You guys can all find it on Best Coast Pairings. Do not ask for a rules judge because apparently you're going to have a bad time. Yeah. You can message me. You can message me. Yeah, I'll, you message I'll, John. I'll take care of that. I like this good and, cop, and the, bad cop dynamic. Yeah, People and like, the, the link, by the way, is on last week's episode. So if you watch last week's video, about this point in the video, the link will actually be going across the screen. <laughs> yeah. I kind of want people to just be like, well, I don't need a judging on the rule. I just need your impersonation on interpretation, interpretation of the rule. Like, I, need, I don't need a rules judge. I just need a rules interpretator. <laughs> That's where Jeremy that. comes in. I Jeremy, you got to be available all weekend for that. No, he's got house stuff and he's got to kick my ass in his dungeon. So, like... And I be available for my TTS tournament. I haven't hung yeah. out with someone who wasn't family in like almost three months. I'm, 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 I'm good. <laughs> that being said, hey, you guys, uh, I think that this might wrap things up for tonight. Uh, for everyone who's listening, if you guys want to see more, do go on our YouTube channel, the Wide World of Wargaming, as well as the uh you know our podbean link we're always on flg's uh role if you guys uh you know want to express your concern with garrett's lack of a packet or if you guys have something that you want to see do give us a shout out on uh facebook uh twitter or wherever you get your podcasts as well as podbean uh apple podcasts or wherever uh this is gonna be alex john jeremy and garrett signing off for the night have a good night
นายพอเ